What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. This week, we're talking about how to use Instagram the right way to grow your business. I'm speaking with photographer Brianna Sash about tips and techniques and strategies to use Instagram for your business. And I have to say, it's definitely not just taking photos of what you're eating and everywhere you are. There's actually strategy behind it if you want to be effective. And as you'll learn, it doesn't mean you have to be a great photographer either. There's other ways that you can still use Instagram and have it be really cool, even through getting stock photography and other things like that. So this conversation is awesome. We could have just gone on and on. It was just filled with tips and strategies that you can use to grow your own Instagram account. Now, remember that Instagram is just one part of your online marketing strategy. So you can use Instagram to grow your audience and your community, to communicate with them, to reach new people that didn't know about you before. But ultimately, you're still going to want an email list to bring people back to your website and so that you have the power to contact them when you have an offer or an update or just don't want to be reliant on a third-party platform like Instagram to hold your entire audience. It's always smart to have your own copy of your audience, which would be their emails in your email list. So although in this interview, it is so awesome and we're talking all about Instagram and you're just going to love it if you use this platform, but remember, it's just part of a bigger overall strategy. And if you want to learn more about how to bring more of the right people to your website and turn them into paying clients, check out my book, Wellpreneur on Amazon. And these are totally compatible. So you can use all these tips for Instagram. And then when you bring them back to your email list, you can use what you've learned in the book there. So they're totally complimentary. So on my side, I've been really busy traveling. I was in Kathmandu not too long ago, and then just last week, I was in Myanmar in a town called Bagan that was just incredible. There's over 2,000 temples in the Bagan region, and we rented little electronic scooters, electric scooters, and explored all these like abandoned temples down dirt tracks, and it was just incredible. So I've been sharing some of those on my own personal Instagram account, which is different than the Wellpreneur account. So my personal Instagram account is amandacook.me. So you can go check out some of those photos there. And I'm going to be talking about that more in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned. Also, next week, I'm off to Bangkok, where I'm going to a digital nomad conference. And I'm hoping to record quite a few inspiring interviews there with digital nomads from around the world who are traveling and running online businesses. So you can be on the lookout for those updates as well. And finally, if you're a podcast listener who's not yet part of our Wellpreneur community group on Facebook, what are you waiting for? You should totally come join us. We're up to almost 3,000 Wellpreneurs, and it's really awesome because it's a total promo-free zone, and we're in there asking questions, offering advice and tips and from our own experience, and talking about each week's podcast episode. So if you just open Facebook, you can just type in Wellpreneur community, and you'll find us. I'd love to have you in there. 
Okay, so everyone, Instagram, such a hot platform. You are just going to love these tips. Uh, can't wait to hear what you think. So let's jump over into this interview with Brianna Sash. Hi, Brianna. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. So, Brianna, I was really excited to invite you onto the podcast because you're a member of our Facebook community, our Wellpreneur community group, and you are really like an Instagram expert, or, or shall I say you have a lot of experience in Instagram and you provided some really thoughtful guidance and comments. And I just thought, oh man, like you need a bigger platform to share this because I know so many of us aren't using Instagram to the max. So I'm super excited you're here. Well, thank you. Can you tell everyone just to start off like who you are and what you do? Yeah, I am Brianna Sash, and I am actually a wellness photographer. I'm the creator of Wellness Stock Shop, which is a soulful stock photography source for wellness businesses and wellness entrepreneurs. And it's really about natural wellness and holistic wellness. And that's just what I pour all my time into these days. Oh, man, that is so needed because I know we really struggle to find good stock images, actually. And like so many people out there, you see those women like running in the beach in bikinis and like, like <laughs> or somebody like biting into an apple and they're so cheesy. <laughs> I know. I realized that because I actually um, was working with a lot of health professionals creating their branding imagery. And I would go and research to find stock imagery that they could use in between and just those images of the massage oh. table, the woman laying on her yeah. side, just kind of propped to the side, perfectly polished with a perfectly placed hair flower. I saw those <laughs> so many more times than I ever wanted to. And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I have got to do something about this. <laughs> yeah, it just, oh, they just make me cringe. And I just think, I mean, this is not, this is obviously not women, or at least not the kind of women that are listening to this that are resonating with those images like who's wanting to I don't know they just seem so outlandish to me like who looks like that getting a massage nobody I you know, know right I know exactly and it's also um pertaining to Instagram it's just not something that your audience will really relate no. to either because it just looks so polished and just kind of unattainable I guess and so yeah that is what I am out oh. to fix. <laughs> I love it. You go, girl. That's like so, so needed. So cool. Okay. So let's talk about Instagram because obviously you've got like a very, as a photographer, like very visual eye and very keen into like how you're presenting your brand visually, which is what Instagram's all about. So tell us like, what are the mistakes? Like, how do you see wellness professionals using Instagram the wrong way? Well, oh my gosh, there's so much to say about that, Amanda. <laughs> Honestly, okay, so first I would say I am not an Instagram expert, but what I have done is just really poured myself into learning what works. And I really do a lot of research. When I get into something, I totally nerd out. And so I knew that Instagram would be a really great platform for me. And I started learning all these tricks and tips. And I realized that I actually was completely going about it the wrong way. And so I think that other people can kind of learn from my mistakes, because I think that there are a lot of other people out there who are kind of doing the same thing I was doing. And that is and the very, very beginning. I actually was kind of approaching Instagram more as like a personal feed. 
And I don't know if you've noticed that other people do that also, but I was basically just posting kind of snapshots of my daily life and, you know, stuff like that. And I kind of had this feeling like I didn't want to offend anyone. So I didn't want to unfollow anyone. And I felt obligated to follow people if they followed me and just kind of basically looking at it very personally. And I kind of had this idea that if I was really dedicated and posted every day, maybe the right people would come and find me. And Instagram just really doesn't work like that. Instagram is really about strategy. And so once I realized that, I realized that I, I had to really approach Instagram from a business mindset rather than a personal mindset. And that's when things really started to shift for me. So basically, I realized that I had to just be a business person. (laughs) And so I listened to a podcast that actually really helped me out. And basically, it said that there are three keys to Instagram success. And those are basically in order to inspire, educate, and engage. And they basically said, there's really not much self-promotion in there. And in the very foundation, you really have to realize that Instagram is primarily a visual platform. And so you really can't just post, you know, random snapshots of things that aren't actually quality images. You actually have to make a strategy and really brand your feed and really pay attention to the quality of the imagery that you're putting out there and make sure that it's inspirational to the people that you want to actually be inspiring and that you're educating people and telling people what they want to learn and that you're actually going and engaging with people and and following them back and commenting on their posts and making sure to comment back if they comment on your posts, people really love to engage on Instagram. So that strategy and that foundation really, really helped me out. So when you say all that, that makes total sense. I think that might feel overwhelming to people like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like, you know, I'm already barely posting like a couple times a week. How am I supposed to do this whole strategy? So let me just like weigh in for a second and just say, first of all, you don't have to do Instagram, right? And it's I think it's better as a strategy no. to be to be yes. on like pick one platform and own it and do it super well rather than to kind Absolutely. of like do a bunch of things like kind of half, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. So I think this, I mean, this platform, Instagram really seems to lend itself to people that you probably need to have a bit of a visual eye to be successful on it, I would think. I think that you either have to have a visual eye or you need to get help. I think that's the key. I think that a lot of people kind of approaching Instagram, kind of like Facebook. On Facebook, it's so much more forgiving. You can just kind of share other posts and it doesn't have to be cohesive. It can just be more of an information type feed. Whereas Instagram is really visual. It's about the photos first. So if you are not able to take really nice photos, then I really would highly recommend that you tap into a source. And just like you said, Instagram just is not the platform for everyone. And I think that's definitely, that would be my number one first tip to people is to make sure that Instagram is where your ideal clients are hanging out if you're actually, you know, wanting to put in the effort. And then also you have to 
know that Instagram really does take a lot of time and it does take a lot of dedication. So it's not just something that you can just post a snapshot or a selfie or a picture of today's lunch or, you know, just every once in a while be up there. You have to actually go at it with kind of a plan and a strategy in mind. So really, it really is not the platform for everybody. Okay, so I have a couple kind of specific questions. So when you talk about the feed being cohesive or like your your Instagram page being cohesive, I guess the difference is because on Facebook, you rarely see everything in one place. Whereas Instagram, if somebody looks at your profile, they see all like your past 12 images and they need to fit yes. together, right? Is that what you Yes. Exactly. So every individual photo needs to be a quality photo. And it's funny because I've actually, through my research, I read all this different stuff. And one of the things I read about was that Instagram has all these tools and, you know, technology, and they can kind of tell if your photo is not a quality photo. So if it's, for instance, blurry or overly dark, or if it has poor composition, they can actually tell and they'll actually basically punish you for that. In the Instagram world, when you're being punished, it basically means that your photo just isn't being shared as much. It's not getting in front of as many people. So (laughs) it's amazing, but it's really, really true that your photos have to be very quality. So that means every individual photo that you post and the overall feed, just like you said, because people can actually look at all the photos that you post together. Mm -hmm. So I noticed on Instagram, like what's, so it's 2017 when we're recording this and what is it? September 2017 when we're recording this. And like, it's really popular on Instagram to have like those really light, almost like slightly, just slightly overexposed, like really light, bright with lots of white space and kind of like can't Scandinavian style. And like those kind of photos seem to be, I see a lot of feeds with that, like a lot of white going on. Super minimalist photos. Do we have to do that? No, absolutely not. (laughs) No. And I think, you know, that's where your branding comes in. And obviously branding is really important for your entire business, but hopefully you've got your branding figured out and you can actually apply that to your Instagram feed as well. Because of course, when you go to someone lands on your Instagram feed, if they find you there and then they go to your website, they kind of want the same feeling, you know? So if your branding is a darker, you know, more sultry looking brand, then you would want to actually choose photos that would match that. The thing is, though, that as a photographer, I can tell you that generally, if you are not a photographer, it's a lot easier to get the lighter looking photos to look good. So if you are creating your own imagery, then I would actually... Um, recommend that you stick to kind of lighter looking photos if you're not actually a photographer. It's just a lot easier. You can use some really simple tools like a poster board for your background and take, you know, an iPhone shot of some fruits on a poster board or whatnot. And it can turn out really well if you're using natural window light. Whereas if you're using a really dark area, it's tough to get it to just turn out looking really crisp and clean and nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Is it okay that we're shooting photos with our phones? I guess they're so, to be honest, they're so good right now, the quality of phone cameras. Or like, oh, is it, yeah. or do some, people, do some people like take photos with their camera and then get them over to Instagram? Like what's... Mm-hmm. What yeah. 
Yeah, there's all different ways to go about that. And I mean, if you actually, I always would recommend if you can to invest in a nicer quality, like an SLR camera, but that requires a lot of learning. And that's something that not all wellness professionals have time to do is to really learn how to be a photographer. So if you are taking your own photos for Instagram, um, there's a few things that I would recommend in order to create a more quality looking feed. One is definitely you can use your iPhone or your smartphone. They take great photos and just make sure that you're using natural window light. Because I see a lot of food photos and food photos in particular are really, really, people are picky about them because food is just a picky subject. And and if someone's looking at the photo, it's got to be something that looks crisp and delicious and it can't look mushy or yellow. So definitely with food photos, use natural window light and then try to create a story around it. Like you can create a little scene and kind of you know, sprinkle some spices around it or, you know, set up a little table or something like that. But definitely using natural window light is great. And then using just a simple surface, like I mentioned earlier, maybe a poster board is great. And then there are a lot of presets that you can get in different apps that you, and that's one way that you can kind of create a cohesive looking feed is to make sure that you're always using the same preset. And make sure that your food photos are nice and light. So a lot of people want to take pictures indoors in their kitchen and it's kind of dark. So they use the overhead light, but that creates kind of a yellow hue. And that's something that is just doesn't look good with photos, especially food photos. And a lot of people also want to try to take pictures at night and that just doesn't work. So I recommend taking all of your photos during the day close to a window so it's nice, soft light. and then. I actually would recommend that if you are not a photographer and you're not quite up to par with the really quality imagery, that you consider using stock photos or some sort of professional photos to kind of weave throughout your feed. And that does a couple of things. It can actually create a cohesive look to your feed. It can also take off the pressure of having to create all of your photos all by yourself because that's really time consuming. And I find that people often end up with lower quality photos when they feel like oh, I've got to create a photo now, I've got to make a post. So they'll just, you know, do it really fast and then they aren't paying as much attention to the quality. So if you tap into a photo source that can actually help alleviate the time pressure and just have a source of imagery that you can just tap into and post on demand. That's so nice. And it just kind of lifts up the overall quality of your Instagram feed in general. So that can be a really helpful source and then helpful tip. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. And that it's okay to use stock photography. Like that's not, it's not cheating or anything like that. Like no one said, you don't have to have photos that just you took, right? As long as you have permission to use them, of course, you don't want to steal other people's photos, that wouldn't be right. But um, another idea I had that I think would work, because you said we could use stock photography or work with a professional photographer. I think a lot of people listening will get brand photos done, like headshots for their website. And that would be maybe a great time to have that photographer. Maybe they could take some more shots that you could use on Instagram as well. 
Yeah. Or people will just actually just hire a photographer to come over and maybe do a kitchen scene shoot or something like that and just have a bunch of recipes prepared. Just get a bunch of photos that you can actually post. And then you'll have a lot of imagery to work with that, you know, will inspire different content ideas. So you can talk about your different recipes or you can share your different recipes. And that's really great because you can use them in your blog posts as well, not just on Instagram. So it's really nice to tap into stuff like that. Cool. What about um, frequency of posting? Are there some recommendations there? Yeah, actually, experts recommend that you post one to three times per day. So you definitely are going to need to have lots of content on hand. However, if you are not able to post that much, because honestly, that takes a lot of time. For me, I just post one time a day and that already takes up a lot of my day because I really put a lot into what I'm posting. Sometimes I really think about something, you know, very heartfelt or a recipe that I want to post or something special that I want to share. It takes a long time to actually come up with that content. So if you are not able to post that many times, one to three times a day, and you're just posting one time a day or once every other day, at least I would recommend to make sure that you're focusing on the quality of your post. Mm -hmm. And that's more than the image, right? So the image is the leader. But if you're saying it takes quite a long time, it's more than just posting a photo. So you're also doing, like, I imagine quite a bit of text and hashtags. So can you kind of talk us through the rest of it beyond the image? Absolutely. So the photo comes first, of course, and that's what's going to grab people's attention and help them decide if they want to actually read anything. And then there's the content. And I don't always post really long or in-depth content. And I don't recommend doing that because sometimes people don't really want to take the time to read a lot. So I just kind of switch it up. Sometimes I'll just write something short and sassy. Sometimes I'll just write something kind of inspirational or create an inspirational quote. Sometimes I'll share a favorite recipe that I have. I like to do a lot of DIY skincare recipes and stuff like that. And sometimes I'll just post a question. People love to engage. And then other times when something's really on my mind or I have something big to share, then I'll actually go into more in-depth you know, conversational type posting. And I think that people really like that because they want to know about you. They want to actually connect with you, but they don't always have time every day to read something really long and heartfelt. So I think that giving them the opportunity to just read something really short and sweet or giving them something really educational or something they're going to really love is really awesome. Like, you know, the recipes that I talked about, and then every once in a while, popping in there with something deeper, it really helps people to connect. And that's when I get the most engagement as well. In content, it's really, really great if you can ask people to take action. So whether you're asking them a question and you ask them to comment below, you know, what's their favorite way to use an essential oil or something like that? Or if you do a call to action and say, hey, click the link in my bio for my, my recipe. Any sort of call to action that you can put into your content is really great because you want to get people engaging with you. And then also hashtags. You mentioned hashtags. They are so important. And I think that a lot of people don't realize how important they are 
or they don't really know how to use them. And so hashtags really are one of the number one keys to getting your feed and your content found. It's really the only way to get your photos and your content in front of new people. Because basically, hashtags make your content searchable. It helps Instagram to know what your content is about, what your post is about. And so you want to use hashtags that people are actually searching for, that your ideal people are actually searching for. So for instance, if you are a health coach, you might put um, use hashtags like healthy recipe or healthy snack ideas or organic living, you know, things like that, that your ideal clients will actually be searching for. That's what you want to use in the hashtags. And there's all this strategy behind using hashtags. And obviously I can't share all of it right now, but I will say that you can use up to 30 hashtags per post. And there are different theories. One theory is that you should use as many as you can because it'll get your image out there to more potential searchers. And the other idea is other people think that you should only use a select few of them per post because you might look a little spammy using a bunch of them. So that's just something for you to test out and to decide what your what your preference is. Got it. And does it matter if you use the same hashtags every time or should you mix it up? What do you think? Yes, I would highly recommend that you mix it up. And that is because I've also read recently that one of (laughs) Instagram's little technology things can actually search and tell if you're just using the same hashtags over and over and they'll start to kind of block you. So make sure that you're switching it up and make sure that you make it easy on yourself. Also, there's a really good idea that I heard somewhere that you should actually kind of gather up some common hashtags that you like to use and then keep them in an easily accessible spot, like in your notes or something like that, so that you can just go and kind of select, copy and paste them and then switch them up every once in a while. So you might have, for instance, if you are an essential oils educator, you might post about essential oils for spa. And so you'd have a set of hashtags for that and essential oils for headaches. You have hashtags for that. So if you just have several different categories, you can just grab different hashtags depending on what you're posting about. That can be really helpful and really a big time saver. I love it. Awesome. Cool. I'm curious, what about Instagram stories? Is that something that you're using at all? I actually keep it so simple. I have kind of tapped into Instagram stories maybe once while I was traveling and having a good time. But I actually, and I've heard that some people have a really great response when they do Instagram stories, but I just am not willing to put that much time into Instagram. And so I just keep it really simple and I just post my photos and I seem to have really good luck that way. Okay. What about some favorite apps? Well, right now I'm really liking the app Plan. It's P-L-A-N-N and it's actually a scheduling app. And the reason why I love it so much is because it actually will plug into your Instagram account and will display your entire feed. And so you can see everything that you've posted and then you can load photos into the app and you can rearrange it so that you know 
how your feed is going to look. And I absolutely love it. It's great for design. It has other great features too. Like you can store your hashtags in there and stuff like that. But I really love being able to see ahead of time and design my feed. So I know it's going to be really beautiful. Um, That's one of my favorites. I also like to use quick. And the reason why I like to use that is because you can put your text on your photos really fast. And I don't usually put text on my photos, except for I like to put a little watermark so that if anyone shares my images, I just put at wellness stock shop on my photos so that everyone knows where that photo came from so that they can find me easier. So those are my two favorite apps. What about um, like a photo editing app? So if somebody out there listening is taking photos on their phone, do you have a favorite photo editing app? Like I've used like Visco. Yep. I love Visco. Snapseed is, I think, my favorite that I've used. And I actually take all my photos ahead of time because obviously I'm a professional photographer. So I take them with my SLR. And then I just load them in, I email them to my phone and I load them in that way. So I don't ever actually use an editing app. But when I have in the past, I loved Snapseed. It was fantastic. Another really good one is called Color Story. And people really love that one because there's a lot of different presets that you can use. There are some that you can use for free, but a lot of them you have to buy. But there are a lot of really great, fun, like... If you want to have softer colors and more vibrant colors, there's a lot of options that you can tap into in Color Story. Awesome. Oh, thank you. So we're getting kind of close to the end of our interview, actually. But I wonder, do you have any other like tips or pointers or advice you want to share about Instagram? Yes. There's so much that I would love, love, love to share. But the one thing that I, I typically share, because I know that it can be really hard to be cohesive on Instagram, build a cohesive feed. And the number one pain point that I hear from people, the struggle is that they don't know how to stay cohesive because, you know, they want to post this and they want to post that. And then their, their feed just kind of looks like a collage of all these different photos that don't really go together. So how do you know if, you know, a photo is okay to share on your feed or not, or how can you pull it together into a streamlined look? And I actually have a little branding course that I designed because a lot of people, when they're starting out, they don't really have the income or they're not quite ready to go and hire a designer, which can cost thousands of dollars. And so I designed this little mini course to help people to design their own branding. And one of my favorite videos in there is actually a bonus video and it's to help people become cohesive with their overall brand. And it works great with Instagram. And it's just a little exercise. And so I just thought I could share it with you. Oh, please do. Yeah. So it's actually choosing your mood words or tone words. And all it is, is a little exercise to help you pull together all the look is to choose four different words. And these are just basically descriptive words of how you want people to feel when they interact with your brand. So all you need to do is just sit, grab a piece of paper and a pen and ask yourself, how do I want people to feel when they interact with my brand? And then just come up with four to five words that are really descriptive words that really describe that mood and that feeling. And that could be, for instance, soulful, rustic, vibrant, inspired, 
soothed, any sort of descriptive words. So choose four to five of those and then keep those in a really nice accessible spot because every single time you go to post a photo to Instagram, you want to make sure that your photo really um, embodies at least two of those words. And it's such a simple exercise, but you would be amazed at how it just helps you weave together your entire brand. And it helps to really pull together your vision because if your words are soulful and soothing and soft, then all of a sudden this photo that's very vibrant and modern looking does not fit your brand. And you know that it is not going to fit into your Instagram feed. So it helps you just kind of weed out the photos that are just not going to suit with your your brand message. Oh, I love that. It's so simple. And so if you have that photo that's vibrant and crazy and you really want to share it, go over and put it on your Facebook profile. <laughs> your exactly. Facebook <laughs> exactly. It's really, I. it's amazing how that helps. And once you start using that and you get used to your words, it, it does, it makes it so much easier because you know that you love these other looks and these other feels of these different photos, but it's okay to just keep it for your own personal sake and just not share it on your business page because it just doesn't fit your brand. And it's just amazing the clarity that that brings. I think that, I mean, that alone is such, it's like a really, it's a perspective shift or a mental shift. And I think that's what you alluded to in the beginning when you said you started thinking of it as a business and a strategy. And I think that's like the key mindset shift I'm getting is that, you know what, I don't just post everything that I'm up to on my Instagram feed because it's a business. And so does it fit within within these guidelines? You know, does it say, does it evoke these words that are my brand guidelines? And if not, then you can just use it as a personal photo. Everything about you doesn't have to be your business, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Awesome. So Brianna, tell us like where people can get in touch with you if they want to learn more, get in contact, check out your stock photos. Yeah. Well, you can always visit the website at wellnessstockshop.com and you can sign up to get a free photo there. I send out a free photo every month and it's always something unique and different. And everything that you could possibly want to tap into is there at wellnessstockshop.com. So if you want to get in contact with me, you can always send me an email also at hello at wellnessstockshop.com. And you can find me on Facebook. And Instagram. And Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much. This was super insightful. I can't wait to see everybody's like wonderfully beautiful, inspiring face or Instagram feeds now. So thanks so much, Brianna, for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. I hope you got really inspired about upping your own Instagram game to grow your community online. Now, don't forget that if you want to learn more about how to market your wellness business online, you can grab a copy of my book called Wellpreneur, which is available on Amazon. And also, you should totally come over and join us in the Wellpreneur community group on Facebook, because that's where we're all going to be talking about this week's episode and every episode. And if you want to see more of my travels around Asia and what I've just done in Myanmar and where I'm going in Bangkok next week, make sure to follow me on Instagram. So my personal Instagram account is amandacook.me. I'd love to find you over there and just let me know that you found me through the podcast. Okay, have a fantastic week, guys, and I will see you back here in the next episode. Bye.